Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahl baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. In the Arabic language, there are two words as applied within the whole of the Qur'an that are translated as love. The first one of these terms is known as mahabba, which comes from the root word hub. And the second one of these words is known as mawadda, which again is also translated as love. When we speak toward the notion of love, we come and we see that we love things very differently depending on our relationship with them. I love my favorite sports team. I also love my spouse. I also love my children. I love my family. I love my job. I love my home. I love certain tangible materialistic things that are close to me. So on and so forth. We come and we see that love in itself is a very dynamic term in and of itself. That we express our love for different things very differently. My love for my favorite sports team is real, true love. But it doesn't compare to my love of my child that I have that's been ingrown within me innately, whereby that if God forbid even the smallest tragedy or trial were to inflict them, I would be painstaking by so much emotion just by seeing the grief on my child's face, for instance. While I certainly feel a sense of grief when my favorite sports team is struggling, and God knows that they continue to struggle, that emotion eventually is going to fade because it's not so ingrained and it's not so in-depth in my heart and in my soul. When we come toward commentators of the whole Qur'an, they speak toward these two notions of love and they understand them very differently. The first one of those, again known as mahabba, is the love that is within your heart, but it doesn't necessarily become a mechanism of expression on your body. While the term mawadda is a more deep, entrenched love that you have, that doesn't only affect your heart and your soul, but it even affects your physical. Whereby, when you have real mawadda for someone or for something, that you're going to allow for that to be expressed and demonstrated at every opportunity that you can. Which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states within the whole Qur'an about marriage. He states, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً That we've placed in between the hearts of the spouse, love and mercy. Again, this notion of mawadda, the love that we express, the love that we demonstrate, the love that we show by telling our spouse that I love you, by exchanging gifts, by doing nice things for one another. And if it's lacking on one side, meaning the husband or the wife, then the potential for growth within that marriage is not necessarily going to be as fruitful as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has desired for it to be. It's not applying the word mahabba, which again is a love that's only within our heart but not necessarily expressed, 
Because when it comes toward marriage, when it comes toward family, when it comes toward really deep-seated friendships, sometimes we just need validations. We need expressions. We want people to say nice things to us, especially those that are closest to us, because again, that's what's going to create that sense of real love and real sincerity and real compassion within that relationship. And when we go toward the verse in the whole Qur'an in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands humanity to be of loving and caring and demonstration of support toward the family of the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the word is stated, قُلْ لَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ أَجْرًا إِلَّا الْمَوَدَّةَ فِي الْقُرْبَةَ as we mentioned in the previous episode, God commands the messenger, he commands the prophet saying, Say, O prophet of God, that I want absolutely nothing from you except that you love my family. Again, the word that is applied is mawaddah. Not only to love within your heart, not only to say to yourself that you love them, but really to express with your body. When we come toward certain rituals, for instance, like that of prayer during the holy month of Ramadan, or even otherwise. The idea when it comes toward prayer is toward cultivating the notion of khushu. And we've mentioned that in a previous conversation. Khushu, again, is to be in a state of really feeling the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are certain steps that we can take toward really cultivating that prayer. It is said in a narration that one day the messenger alayhi salam was in his mosque. And he saw some of his companions standing in prayers. And amongst them there was one man who in the course of his prayers was playing with his beard, was playing with his face. Though he was focused and he was performing the prayer jurisprudentially and legally sound, at the end of the day seemingly something was conflicting him. And the tradition goes something like the messenger salam, goes to some of his companions and he says that man who was playing with his beard and touching his turban and fixing his clothes during the course of his prayers, he is lacking khushu'. To which they say toward him, O messenger of God, how do you know? He's standing in prayer. It's a blessed day, a blessed night. He seems like he is focused. He's just moving around a little bit, like many of us tend to do during the course of our prayers. But we don't know necessarily where his thoughts are at. To which the Prophet ﷺ says that if he had a khushu in his heart, it would show on his body. And it's important to translate this concept and this notion of mawadda within our heart or love within our heart to really show on our bodies. How much do we love the family of the Prophet ﷺ? And how much do we really love the Messenger ﷺ? Because true love for him would translate into love of his family, not only by the commandment of God, but because that's the way that the Prophet ﷺ acted with his family, namely Fatima and Ali and Hassan and Hussein. Peace and blessings be upon all of them. It is said in a tradition that on the Day of Judgment, there are going to be a few individuals who are going to have an incredibly great status. And their faces will be luminous and they will be close in proximity toward the throne, toward the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is said that some of the believers will approach them on that Day of Judgment and say, Oh my dear brothers, oh my dear sisters, why is it that you have this incredible proximity to God on this day? 
Are you from the prophets of God? To which they will respond, no. And then they say, Are you from amongst the salihin? Are you from amongst the righteous? And they say, no. They say, are you amongst the awliya? Are you from the ulama? Are you from the scholars? Who are you that you have been gifted this incredibly great status on this day? To which they respond that every single day and every single moment that we heard the name of the Messenger Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him and his family, our eyes were overwhelmed with tears because of our love for him and our desire to be with him. What does the name Muhammad وسلم, do for our hearts? And by extension, the same way that the Prophet would exhaust himself toward demonstrating to his entire community how much he loved his family, namely his two grandchildren, Al-Hasan and Al-Hussein, peace and blessings be upon them, to the extent that he would carry them on his back and he would walk in the city of Medina and he would speak about how much he loves them. Not only because he wanted them to hear how much their grandfather loved them, but how much he also wanted to demonstrate to everyone within that society how much he loved these two children and how they should be honored after his passing. True love, again, is a demonstration. Not only something that we keep within our hearts, but we allow for our entire bodies, our tongues, to speak of their merit because that's a mechanism of cleansing our hearts and our souls. That our bodies tremble and we desire to travel across the world to be in their physical proximity next to their graves so we can take some sort of blessing from it. That's real, true love. Because that's what the Messenger وسلم, tried to demonstrate during the course of his lifetime. And again, as God commands within the Quran, قُلْ لَا أَسْعَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ أَجْرًا but then again, the highest level of love, in addition toward this notion of demonstration, is to see their light and their purity as a prism for us. That the Prophet ﷺ, Ali, Fatima, Hassan, and Hussein, this immaculate family of the Ahlul Bayt, Ahlul Kisa, are so incredible. And that true love is walking in their footsteps in kuntum tuhibbun Allah fattabi'uni as again we mentioned in the previous episodes that God states that if you love me then follow in my way. And by extension if you love the Prophet then follow in his way. And if you love his family then follow in their way. To try to mirror our actions, our behaviors, our interpersonal relations by the way that they used to live. And the only way that we can know the way that they live is by learning about their life. It's about reading their words. It's about reading their wisdoms. In one of the salutations that we are recommended to recite by the Prophet ﷺ, addressing the family of the Prophet, we state, Kalamukum nur, That your words are a light. A light is that which illuminates. And we're not speaking about the illumination of the room when we talk about their words. We talk about the illumination of our hearts and our souls. So to read about their lives and to read their words and to put forth our very best effort to living in the way that they lived. To pray in the darkness of the night in the way that they prayed. And by extension, to gain the inspiration to make a societal difference in the way that they did. To give out of wealth, our own wealth in the same way that they gave out of theirs. 
to dedicate ourselves toward caring for the orphans and the widows and the poor and the isolated and the marginalized in the way that they did because God does not command us to love them unless they are the most perfect and absolute role model for every single one of us. And during the holy month of Ramadan, again, we're looking for sort of glimpses of inspiration. And what better and where better to find inspiration than those who God has commanded for us to love, not only the love of our heart, but the love that is demonstrative by our actions, by our words, by our behavior. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq, to really manifest the true love and mawadda of the family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as God commands us in the Holy Quran, لا أسألكم عليه أجراً إلا المودة في القربة والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى اللهم على محمد وآله الطاهرين Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook.